0: Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hello! Thanks for joining me for episode 359. Really? Really? Yes, 359 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a big copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on blog talk. Radio, where you will also find a link to the free three-day video series, You Are a Queen. Many of you have already signed up for that, but I am going to begin and end this episode with that same call to action for the ladies, for the ladies listening right now, for anyone who has not signed up for that. For those of you who want to make 2019 the year of the queen, because I am all about the queen right now, again, again, this is not a new thing for me. It is time. It is time. I'm bringing the whole queen program back. So for those of you who want to get the new year off to a running start, feeling strong and supported and super empowered, please make sure you sign up for that free three-day video series if you haven't already, so that you will not only get that video series, which is awesome, by the way, in and of itself, but also because it's a great way to get some momentum going on becoming the queen of your own life. It is called, again, You Are a Queen, and it is completely free, and signing up for that will put you on that newsletter list so that you will get access to the early bird discount for the five-week queen program, which is, it's only going out to that list, that early bird discount, because I only want to send that to people who I know are interested in the queen. So I'm just about to reactivate that newsletter. I, I don't post there often until there's another round of queen coming up. So uh, that's happening. I'm getting going on all things queen as we head into the holidays because that's what I'm feeling now. And I want to put together a really amazing group of women to help us all make 2019 the year of the queen. And for the men listening right now, don't worry. This episode is for you too, because I am talking today about identity and we all have one of those. So who are you? How do you identify? And please state your purpose here. And while we're asking hard to answer questions, how does your identity relate to your purpose? It's funny how questions like that can be hard to answer when you really start Digging into them and then all attempts at clarity lead to more questions and more questions asked like, uh, are you what you do? Are you what roles you play in life? Are you a composite of where you are born, where you live now, your appearance, your grades, your sexual preference, the books you have read and the teams that you root for? Are you a Potterhead, a Republican, a Dodger fan, a New Yorker, a Scorpio, an empath, a board-certified skeptic of all the woo-woo things? Is that your identity or is it a piece of it? And by the way, if you want to get all scientific about it and like really do some research, there are really no hard and fast answers about what identity actually is which is why it's that's, that's a subject I want to explore. I'm always like <laughs> prone to go looking for the unanswerable questions. I just like to dig and dig and dig and dig. There was a book I loved when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite books. It was called The Digginest Dog. <laughs> and he just dug and dug and dug. I feel like I'm the digginest dog a little bit. Sometimes I like to think about these things. And it's fun too when there aren't any like super hard and fast solid answers, because then you can kind of just make it up as you go along and take what works for you and what doesn't and play around with it and theorize and experiment and I enjoy that. So this episode might be a little bit like taking your brain and shaking it up like a a snow globe just because like, ooh, pretty, look at that. <laughs> Lots of questions, lots of unanswerable questions, but hopefully at the end of it that the glitter in your snow globe brain will settle and you'll actually start being like, hmm, I actually do think I have a sense of identity and this is what it is. Also, does your identity change over time or is it something you're born with and will take with you to the grave? That's an interesting thing to consider because we don't even take the same body that we are born with To the grave, not when you consider that most of the cells of of your body are replaced every few days or weeks. And when you look back at the body you had when you were, say, two years old, it looks almost nothing like the body you have now. If you have one of those nerdy parents who has like all, every single class picture of you (laughs) from kindergarten to you know, graduating high school on the wall in a row. It's like, who are all of these people? They're all you or they are all who you used to be, but are they who you are now? And then also <laughs> beyond just your body not even being the same, our preferences and personalities and skills change dramatically over time as well. So what of you Remains. Will the real you please stand up? Those of us who are more spiritually inclined would say, I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I am an infinite soul experiencing this 3D reality through this temporary vessel. That's actually what I personally believe. But when it comes to talking about what we're talking about here today, so what? What does that matter when it comes to making our way in this world, getting along and creating the kick-ass life of our dreams, which you know I'm all about. That's the slogan for my business, kick-ass witch, creating the kick-ass life of our dreams. That's what we're trying to do here. However temporary this life may be, like what help is it to be like, I am an infinite soul. I am an eternal soul. So that's where individual identity comes into play, which is why I personally believe in the importance of the ego, the ego, the ego is so misunderstood and gets blamed for the worst behavior. I don't want to get into that specific subject here today. But you know, we all know, we say, you know, that person's coming from a place of ego, or they're so egotistical, it's become slaying when really, without an ego, you would not be able to distinguish your hand from the wall or yourself from the air. there would be no self. You would just be a floating mass of non-specific energy, which may, in fact, be uh, what we end up as after this life, who knows? But for now, we need the ego to survive. We need the ego as much as we need a body to be here on planet Earth. Well, not maybe not to be here on Earth. Do people in a coma have an ego? I don't know. Do people who lose their sense of self have an ego? Maybe it's because they lost their ego. You see what I'm saying? Dig 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 in a <laughs> stalk. I attribute that personally to my Scorpio moon, which is a part of my identity. I very much relate as a Scorpio moon child. It's this part of me that likes to dig and dig and ask these questions and dig around and be like, what does it all mean? So <laughs> having said that, we need the ego to survive. The psychoanalytical definition of the ego is the official psychoanalytical definition of the ego is the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity, which brings us back around to the word of the day, identity. So then, of course, I had to go look up the Merriam-Webster's definition of the word identity. And here's what the Merriam Webster's dictionary has to say. A identity is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and then B, the relation established by psychological identification. You might be able to tell by my tone of voice that I like that one better. The relation. The relation. Aha! I think I think that's a clue. Our identity shapes our relationship to the world around us, and that has everything to do with creating the kick-ass life of our dreams. If you relate to the world and people around you as a spiritual warrior or an intellectual or a feminist or a hustler, that will absolutely shape your experience of life, and that is what I'm interested in. Identity is... Tied up in the beliefs that we hold about ourselves, and then those beliefs are reflected back at us by the mirror of subjective reality. And yes, reality is subjective, and thus it can be changed. Change what you believe about yourself, and you change your reality. Changing even just one belief about life or your job or the nature of things can change quite a lot depending on what that belief is. But changing your belief about who you are, your belief about your identity changes everything. So how do you currently identify? Who do you believe you are today? Uh, I have created five questions, five interesting questions to help us flesh out this answer. And you'll have to get back to me and let me know if this was helpful at all. Uh, So five interesting questions (laughs) for fleshing out your identity by Joanna DeVoe. Okay, number one, the times you have felt most misunderstood in your life What were people misunderstanding about your motivations? The times you have felt most misunderstood in your life, what did people misunderstand about your motivations? Number two, when reading books or watching movies or TV, what kind of characters leave you feeling understood Or high on inspiration, you know, like in pop culture and on social media, we we always say like, oh, I feel so understood. What makes you feel that? Like, oh, I feel so understood or super high on inspiration. Like, yes, I want to be that badass in that movie. I feel it. I feel it. And then you start acting differently that day, right? Because you're inspired by whatever, Samantha (laughs) in Sex and the City popped into my head for just no random reason. I must have an inner Samantha. (laughs) Number three, when you leave summer camp or a long group vacation or you graduate from school or reach the end of a community project or job. So basically, if you've spent a lot of time with a group of people, what is it that you imagine people will remember and say about you? Why? What is the feeling that gives you? What is the feeling that gives you when you spend a lot of time with a group of people? And then you imagine what it is that that they will say about you afterward. How does that make you feel? Four, if you were to survey your closest friends, past lovers, and coworkers about your personality, what is one common thread that you would expect to see? And five, what do you like to make other people feel? Just something to think about, some questions. And if you had to put a label on yourself based on the answers that you just gave to those questions, what would that label be? You are kind. You are a leader. You are an introvert. You are super gay. You are a risk taker. You are a liar, a fraud, the glue that keeps the family together, whatever it is. like What would that label entail for you? It's just interesting to dig around, I think, in this sandbox every once in a while to see what you actually think of yourself and keep in mind what you imagine other people think of you is pretty much based on what you think of yourself it's not a true reflection of what they think if that is not confusing enough what you think people think of you is based on what you think of you and that's that's a distinction that's important to know and then how is that shaping your behavior Because we all act consistently with who we think we are. And that's why it's important to explore identity, in my opinion. But let's say you have a really solid sense of identity. And this whole little dance we've been doing here is just sort of annoying. Like, why are you shaking up the snow globe, Joe? I know exactly who I am. Because life, I'll tell you why, (laughs) because life has a way of pulling the rug out from underneath us. Uh, What happens when you have spent your entire life as a star athlete, when a major injury takes you out of the game, or as a great beauty when your youth starts to fade and you find yourself turning fewer and fewer and fewer heads as the years go by? You start to feel invisible. Or your perfect, happy family is torn apart when you find out that your spouse has been having an affair and is leaving you for his mistress. Or your too-big-to-fail company goes bankrupt. People literally commit suicide over these things because their entire sense of self and, and their entire sense of purpose is so deeply challenged that they... They would just rather check out than go through the process of rebuilding their lives from this new place, this weird, foreign, I don't know who I am kind of place, enter the identity crisis. We all know what that is, right? An identity crisis. It's amazing how life loses its meaning for some of us and we become completely lost when our sense of identity is suddenly taken from us. Like in the examples I just gave, who are we then? Who am I if I'm not a mom? That would be a big one for me. That is when life, you know, that happens when life happens to you. And then you have to kind of scramble to keep up. But then there are also times when we just kind of feel a calling from within to change. We're just sick and tired of the status quo and looking for ways to shake things up. Maybe we're just over our own played-out stories and excuses. Maybe we can't get past a certain obstacle that has been standing in our way for years. That's a specialty of mine, by the way. <laughs> you, you, you see the obstacle, and you're just finally at to the point where you're, like, determined enough to figure out a way around it. Uh, or maybe you've just kind of grown bored. Maybe you're just bored. Self-determination is the process by which a person controls their own life. And I strongly believe that self-identity and self-determination are inextricably linked. Your self-concept, your sense of identity plays a huge part in your ability to make change like that and to get unstuck, to reach for a new level or experiencing to experience something new might require a shift in your self-concept or identity. And then that is the power of those two magic words that the New Age community loves to ponder. I am the great I am. I am a winner. I am a Christian. I am a mom. I am a grandpa. I am a dancer. I am an activist. I am a person who stands up for the oppressed. I am a person who always comes out on top. I am always getting fucked over. I am never on time. These beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecies and a collection of them form our self-identity. And the good news is, as I said, your self-identity can be changed. And I have spoken about this Many times in the past, but this is one of the main reasons why I love working with archetypes. Archetypes by nature are universal characters that we all recognize because we all have them all inside. But when you call one forth, when you call one forward with the intention of embodying that energy deliberately, something magical happens. And I learned this from working with the witch archetype, which is a great example. I learned that we can radically alter our self-identity and thus our reality by adopting what I think amounts to a packet of qualities and traits, keeping in mind that different labels and archetypes mean different things to different people. To me, identifying as a witch encompasses the following packages of belief. Give give or take a few, <laughs> depending on the day that you ask me. I am magical. A radical agent of change. I defy expectations. I am a force of nature. I am aligned with the power of nature and my own innate gifts. I think outside the box and I am a bit of a rebel. That's what that's what identifying as a witch means to me. Calling myself a witch changed my self-perception. Of course, that word, that label has its limitations. And from the outside looking in, uh, it's just a label. And it's an off-putting label to some. But what I was and am still interested in is the way that the label witch makes me feel and how it empowers me to move through the world in a different way and to think about the world in a different way and to think about the possibilities in a different way. I spoke about this a couple of times recently on Patreon. I went to a conference at the top of the month and I had a really interesting experience like during the meet and greet portions of this conference Uh, And just in between lectures and stuff, when you're socializing like you do, and people there would ask me, uh, you know, what I do, what do I do? It was a conference for Patreon called Patreon. So we were all asking each other, like, what do you create? What do you do? Why are you on Patreon? And (laughs) I would very much temper my answer depending on the vibe I was getting from the person I was talking to because we're talking to professionals of all kinds. Some people are really artsy and creative. I met a Pentecostal preacher there who I was definitely not going to say, I'm a witch. (laughs) Uh, But if the person seemed pretty cool and creative, I would just say, I host a podcast called Hippie Witch and when people wanted to know more about what that was, I would say I had a couple of different answers. I would say I helped people move beyond fear, beyond their fear. And that answer felt good and true. And then another one that also felt good and true that I kept repeating as the conference was going on, because I guess this just felt like yes, this is this is how this is what. I was defining what Hippie Witch is for myself in the moment and getting clarity. It was really interesting. Um, but this would come up when people would ask me, based on the name of my podcast, Hippie Witch, if I really believe in magic. Like, do you you don't really believe in this stuff, do you? <laughs> I feel like I actually do, yes. But I personally believe in what I call psycho spiritual magic and the magic of changing your mind and I show people how to change their minds I show people how changing their minds changes their experience of life and and when I would say that to certain people they'd get like kind of that skeptical look on their face and like what do you mean <laughs> and I would go the example I kept pulling out was look if if you think you're a loser, you're going to have a totally different experience of life than someone who thinks that they're a winner. And that always connected. People could understand that. Like, okay, so when you change your mind about who you are, your reality reflects that back at you. And that's not just a bunch of woo-woo stuff. That's actually like something everybody can understand, even the least woo-woo among us. And so it was really cool being forced over the course of two and a half days to continually define myself and explain myself to where I actually refined it down to like, I help people change their minds. And to me, magic is changing your mind to change your reality. Okay, that is something I can explain to people. So what about you? (laughs) How would your career, your finances, or your social life, for example, change if you started to self-identify as a winner, if you genuinely took on that label as part of your self-identity? And then, of course, the question is, how do you take on a label like that to the point where you actually believe it? And my answer to that would be one choice at a time. It's a commitment that requires a a daily presence of mind so that every time you make a decision or react to a situation, maybe not every time, but that's the goal, every time. That's what you're aiming for. You ask yourself first, what would a winner choose to do here? And when you consistently ask that question of yourself, and then you have the courage to align your behavior with the answer, you will start to win at the game of life, and you'll start to identify as a winner. Uh, winning at the game of life. That's what, that's what being a winner or a loser is all about, right? Life is a game, and that's a potent worldview. Speaking of beliefs that shape your reality, life is a game it is a really different reality than life is hell. <laughs> life sucks. (laughs) My life took a major leap forward when I started thinking of it as my very own kingdom. My personal life is my kingdom, or as I like to say, queendom. Because, you know, I'm a queen. It's my queendom. And it's amazing how radically things begin to shift when you take on that kind of responsibility for your experience and to claim complete sovereignty, which brings us back around to the queen, a label that, again, it takes on a different meaning for different people. But for me, identifying as a queen encompasses the following package of beliefs, kind of like I was saying for the witch. Uh, Actually, before I get to that, I'll just say this Halloween, I've really been into this thing where for the last few years, I learned this from Lori Cabot, that Whatever you dress up for Halloween, you dress up as something you want to embody in the year ahead because Halloween is known as the witch's new year. I thought, oh, that's so cool. I like anything like that, like creative that helps you get into alignment with creating the kick-ass life of your dreams. That's not just a slogan for me. That's really like what drives me. (laughs) It's my nerdy way of being in the world and I'm a sucker for anything like that. So I immediately upon hearing that started doing my Halloween that way. So this year I was a witch queen and I did it very subtly. I did it kind of under the radar in a way that only made sense to me. And it was very powerful. I loved that because I was, you know, I had been thinking about being a witch and being a queen. And then it was like, what would it be like to be like a queen witch? Ooh, that's interesting. So for me, identifying as a queen, it includes all of the following beliefs. I am a woman who gets shit done. I am capable and strong. I am no one's damsel in distress. I do not need saving. I walk in grace. I have self-respect, healthy boundaries, money in the bank, and I know another queen when I see one. Not only that, I choose to surround myself with other queens. That's what being a queen means to me, and... I'm still very, very much learning from this archetype, even though, let's see, 2016 was my first, like my personal, 2016, the year of the queen, that was just for me, I just did that for myself, and I got so much out of it, that's when I created the queen program, so let's see, then I did the queen program a couple times in 2017, once at the beginning of this year. So it's been almost three years of working with this energy, and it's still teaching me so much about myself, and I feel like I have so much to learn, which is why I like to do the Queen program with the other women that are doing it for the first time. Like I I like to go along and do all the exercises with them uh, because I learn every single time. It's fascinating. And so... I don't, one of the easiest ways to describe what it's like to work with the queen is that I just ask myself before I have to place a scary phone call or make a nerve-wracking decision, what would a queen do? And then asking myself that and following through on whatever the answer is, it makes all the difference. I make different choices when I ask myself what would a queen do in this situation because I was a person this works for me well because I was a person in the past who was a damsel in distress. Who was a victim? Who would, who would panic and call my family or rely on the man in my life when something got scary or challenging? I knew that I could fall apart emotionally and somebody would come back along to pick up the pieces, which was awesome because it temporarily solved the problem and not awesome because it left me feeling powerless and helpless And kind of pathetic and and frightened for my future. Like, what happens when I fall apart like that and someone doesn't step in to save me? What then? So that's why this is a really important archetype for me and why I have been integrating it into my own sense of identity. So changing your beliefs is magic, especially when you change your beliefs around who you are. And to just ask yourself every now and again, like, who are you? What is your driving force? What belief about yourself keeps standing in your way? That's an interesting question to ask too, but I'm not going to deep dive into that. But we can end with those questions. Who are you? What is your driving force? And what belief about yourself keeps standing in your way? And if you can identify that, to like you can replace it then with a more empowering belief maybe an identity that you want to get with to kick that old disempowering belief to the curb <laughs> so i can't an- answer any of those questions for you but i hope that in just bringing up the subject and shaking shaking the snow globe that i at least i've got the wheels turning in your brain and if the way you self identify is starting to feel like a confining old box that you have outgrown, keep asking questions. Start playing around with the idea of a new identity. You can do that, you know. You absolutely have the power and the right to do that any time you please. You get to change your mind. When you change your mind... I sound like one of those motivational speakers. You can change your mind, and when you change your mind, you change your reality. But I believe that. I really do. And like I said at the top of the show, if identifying as the queen of your own life appeals to you, and you are ready to make 2019, the year of the queen, the last time we can rhyme, by the way, as well. I don't know what we're going to have to come up with a new rhyme for 2020. (laughs) but for now we get to say 2019 the year of the queen if that interests you and you haven't done so already follow the link around here and sign up for that free three-day video series you are a queen and truly it is an empowering series all on its own and it will definitely get you started on working with this energy just doing that that free video series but also in signing up for that, you will be a part of this whole holiday countdown to the queen program, which will, the the actual program, the five-week program, will be kicking off on the new year. So uh, if you get in on that, too, in the next few days, you will get the early bird discount. So there is that. There is that. I hope this was helpful, whether you're a king or you think you're a loser or you're a person who has heard me talking about the queen archetype for the last few years and you're curious. I hope that this was helpful to you and at the very least shaking the snow globe (laughs) made for some pretty pictures in your mind. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.